Helping Singles Who Struggle with Same-Sex Attraction on this edition of Truth in Love. I'm Heath Lambert, and you're listening to Truth in Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions to the problems that people face. Our subject this week is the topic of same-sex attraction and how to help single people who feel frustrated by that experience in their single life. My guest this week is the Reverend Sam Albury, who is the pastor of St. Mary's Anglican Church and is the author of Is God Anti-Gay? And I wanted to bring Sam on here to discuss this question. And Sam, what are some of the unique struggles of a person who is single who struggles with same-sex attraction. Uh, good to be with you. That uh, most of the struggles will be similar to other people who are single for for other reasons. There's the, the struggle of uh, feeling lonely and isolated. Our, our Western culture and to some extent our church culture still generally functions around families and couples. And therefore, you can feel a bit like a spare part as a single person, even in, in the church, sadly. So that that's one issue that's common to both, but will be nevertheless felt acutely by those with, with same-sex attraction. Uh, sometimes, depending on the church context, there can be a, if people know about the same-sex attraction, there can be a, a bit of a stigma. People can just assume you're, you're already weird for being single, and now you're a bit more weird for, for having this issue too. So sometimes people are struggling with other people's perceptions and misunderstandings of the issue. Um, It can also be quite lonely from the point of view of sometimes people don't quite understand what it is you're grappling with. Um, And it varies from person to person. I I know a number of people who are are same-sex attracted and it it kind of maps out differently from from person to person where the pressure points are where the temptations are where the struggles are but it, it can feel as though that there aren't perhaps many people who really understand what you're going through so it can feel a kind of an additional layer of isolation sometimes because of that um, another struggle can be uh, you know many of us who are same-sex attracted have a, a very deep yearning for for, for companionship and God God is generous in giving us good healthy deep friendships but there can still be a, a yearning that you know is is not going to be met for something more than deep friendship um, that is a, a struggle as well and, and a, a sense of it should be a struggle what would you say to someone who feels overwhelmed tired exhausted by this struggle they they're worn out it's been in their life for as long as they can remember, and when they think about a lifetime of singleness, it just makes them feel sad. Hmm. How would you encourage someone? I think I would acknowledge that there are challenges in being single long-term, so I I would want to sort of affirm that side of things and and to say, yes, it is is a struggle. You know, one can understand why someone would feel daunted and at times overwhelmed by by the prospect of that but at the same time we we want to say that actually Jesus says to all of his people that discipleship is costly and the cost will vary from person to person and there, there's a 
danger sometimes that we just assume my cost is greater than anybody else's. Um, and that's because we don't see what is going on in other people's lives. Those of us who are single might look at people with kind of healthy family life and think, oh, well, they, they don't have any problems. And, and people with, with family life will, will be very aware of any number of problems they have that single people don't have um, through not having a sort of biological family. So we mustn't assume that our, our struggles and our costs are, are unique. Um, it is standard issue for discipleship to be costly. Jesus said we've got to deny ourselves and take up our cross. And long-term singleness may be part of the cost for some of us, but it's not the only cost for us. And it's not, actually, it's not that much worse than what many other people have to bear with. It's just a different kind of cost. Mm. So we need to be realistic about that. Jesus is is wonderfully clear and upfront. He he gives us the right expectations of the Christian life. Um, and we, we need to remember as well that alongside the cost that we don't minimize or downplay, we're called to rejoice. Jesus said that life, this side of glory, will be hard. But he also promised blessings and joy. Um, it's not just grit your teeth and wait for the second coming, but actually we've already been blessed, you know, in Christ with every spiritual blessing, Paul tells us. Uh, but we are to give thanks in all circumstances. There are challenges that come up as a result of our singleness. There are also opportunities as well and so we we must be those who count our blessings so if someone is feeling overwhelmed i'd want to say let's think about why you're overwhelmed but let's also think about what god has given you how god has equipped you the resources that are available to you in him and try to get the the challenge in, in a wider perspective one of the things we want to say though is that we don't want people to struggle alone and so what are some things that the church can do to come alongside those folks and love them very well? Um, there are a number of things. One is, the, I guess, the most basic is, is churches need to have a culture where it's safe to raise this issue and to talk about it. So if someone is, is struggling with same-sex attraction, they need a church culture in which they feel able to say, actually, this is an issue for me, and and have a sense that they'll be understood that they'll be heard that they'll be cared for and loved and and supported um so that that's one thing we we need to to have that kind of general context um in addition the the church needs to understand the issue and how how it plays out in that person's life that will give fellow believers a a good insight into what will help that particular individual and it it varies from person to person some people the most help they need is to be much more clear biblically on what what the truth is on this issue other people what they most need is is actually people to walk through life with them families to to include them people to to go on holiday with that kind of thing so it it will vary from person to person others will need accountability um, and people that they can be open with, who can be kind of keeping an eye out for them as a battle with temptation. So there will be a number of different things depending on the person. Uh, So when you meet a Christian with with this issue, it's good to to listen to them and find out how the issue is playing out in their particular life and therefore what will most help them. Something else the church must do is is honour singleness. And I think where I come from, I think the church is still weak on this issue. My observation is 
the church in the states is is weak on this too and making churches places where actually single people can flourish and thrive for the long term without feeling as though they're not proper Christians. If the church is going to help an individual with this specific problem, they have to know that the person has the problem. And so perhaps there's someone listening to this and they struggle with same-sex attraction, but nobody knows. And they don't know who to tell and they don't know how to bring it up. Maybe they've been in relationships for years and they're going to talk about this and they're going to say, hey, here's something that you've never known about me. And they just don't know who to tell. They don't know how to bring it up. Mm. What kind of counsel would you give to that person as far as reaching out to someone? Um, I'd I'd want to really encourage them to do it, firstly. Uh, We're not designed to, to, to bear these burdens on our own. God has made us to be in, in Christian community. All of us have, have different battles and all of us need the encouragement and strengthening of other believers who are rooting for us, cheering us on, praying for us. So it is really, really important to tell someone. Um, I think if there's no one obvious who springs to mind that in your life, that the kind of person you're looking for is someone, I think for the very first person you tell, good to have someone who is an older wiser Christian of the same sex as you. Uh, maybe there's someone in in leadership within the church or someone else who you know who's just been around the block a few times as a Christian believer. And I and pray for wisdom on that. Um, those in church leadership should be people you can talk to about this. They, they should have the maturity and sensitivity to handle the issue well. There is always a bit of a risk in in disclosing this to others. Some people don't always react in the most appropriate or or seemly kind of way. Uh, If you get someone who's a bit of a dud, um, don't let that put you off telling someone else. Um, My experience has been the vast majority of people I, I have spoken to about this issue, particularly in the early days, it was a life changing blessing to have them know about this issue. Life-changing for me, that is. It, it made the world of difference. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors. If you would like more information about this topic, you can visit www.livingout.org or you can visit us at biblicalcounseling.com.